passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm TJ Majors. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear. Today, Brett, Freddie, and I will cover what Denny Hamlin said about Alex Bowman after the race. The lack of cautions in Richmond races and NASCAR and IndyCar race starting at the same time. Not to mention, John Wood is coming on. Here we go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car, the one truck, and we are starting the show Two minutes later than scheduled, and we are not full. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleg Racing this weekend at Talladega. Jeff, Jeff Burton on Saturday, Kaz Grala on Sunday. And to TJ's point, not only are we starting the show two minutes late, mm-hmm. we were all here early and ready to start the show on time. So she's not even here yet, Freddie. Yeah, what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, part-time Jeb Burton on vacation this week. Uh we got our lovely host Casey. Hey guys, Casey Boat. <laughs> <laughs> we our lovely host Casey is late for the thirty seventh week in a row. Just for the show, we think she's late <laughs> every <laughs> week. And she, Nothing every, else. Every time we call her out on it, she has some lame excuse. So we're just maybe, gonna start. Maybe she's late. Jason was like, <laughs> maybe Jason she's said, late. <laughs> Jason said, "Hey, fire the uh, fired up, fire the mics up." So what's up, Jason? Yeah. We'll talk to you yeah. instead of her. What's up? I didn't know we that were... was good, Jason. That was really way to bring the energy right there. You, you got an Arca no car this weekend, Brett? I do not. Arca. Arca. Yeah, I was what? curious. I mean, if you're going to Talladega, <laughs> then no. Let's don't go that far. Well, Freddie's doing one. I, haven't I done, always do one. I haven't done yeah. an Arca car in probably... A hundred years. When, 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 was, uh, when was Tim George a thing? When did he start? Tim George, he was uh, about when, 1987. 1987? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hamlin won a race <laughs> with him. That's hands down the last Arca race I did. Casey, I, welcome to the show. I've got oh, a, hey, a breaking hey, news. Hey, breaking news. Casey's hey. here. <laughs> you're only three and a half minutes late this week as opposed to your typical seven. Anything else you want to say? You want to get your headphones on and maybe join us? I thought you had her blocked. Yeah, she is. She is blocked. I'm oh, sorry. What did she say, Freddie? I can't hear her. Do you want to tweet it so that I can't read it? No, we got it on video. What? It's been all videoed, so. Oh, boy. Welcome to the hey, show. Hey, Case. Casey. How are you? Yeah, hey. Good morning. Thanks, guys. Good morning. 
Good morning to everybody except for... What's Actually. your excuse for being late this time? She said good morning to everybody except for you, Brett. I don't oh, know. Oh, hey, Casey. All right, tell her that I said good morning. <laughs> Casey, just so you know, we got specific directions to not wear fluorescent stuff to shows. We did. Just as green, you. Green, actually. Green. I mean, this isn't green, is it? That this was is more of a that, that human thing, highlighter yellow. That you sure makes a, your uh, did face you take red. A boat? To the show because I, I saw, saw I took your a boat. You yeah. look like it. Oh, you can still see me on Instagram. I gotta fix that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know. First off, did we actually like do the intros and stuff? Because uh, oh, yeah. I I would like to know. The show's uh, live. This is live, right? Now. <laughs> what do you want to know? Tape. No, well, we were supposed to start at ten thirty. Is that what you want to know? <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, you teed that right up. I had to do. By the way, well, that, you, TJ what? actually went a step further, and he said, "I maybe I, did. I don't know." Yeah. What did you say? I said you're beautiful today. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what do you want to know, Case? Uh, why was I blocked? Freddie, there's seven hundred and <laughs> got go. How many? Seven hundred and there's something. probably at least six hundred people that had that same question as you. <laughs> I mean. I don't know what I did because that's, first off, I tweeted what we said we were going too. to tweet. That, that's right on par with the rest of them. That's what everybody <laughs> so said. Everybody that gets blocked almost has these same things in common. They say I tweet too much. What's Casey been saying? You tweet too much. Oh, yeah. so does the rest of the she, people she, here. she gripes about what my tweets are about. So guess what? <laughs> I don't make people follow me. So the way that I get rid of these people that have a problem following me is I just block them. I did not say anything negative about what your tweets were about. In fact, I've given you a few compliments over the past Well, that's weeks. a shame. You should change that. So, <laughs> I'm not really sure what I did here. And Casey's upset. Casey. No, I'm perfectly fine being blocked because like the rest of the people who tweeted at me saying they're not sure why they were blocked... I it's fine. We just have in her own club. It's fine. fine. I'm not mad. What she said was she doesn't understand why she. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love you it. are more sensitive than a high school I, girl. I had so many people <laughs> after like, I blocked I'm you not mad. that were going crazy. That it was obviously it was so entertaining. It was awesome. I know. I don't know what you tweeted yesterday because I got tagged saying something about more wedding photos and not calling, <laughs> not naming my daughter Motor. Uh, you can easily get a burner accounts i got a few i'm hot i mean honestly like everybody who said (laughs) something good thank you you made my day yesterday so here's what i tweeted yesterday i said should i unblock casey yes or no and if if so why Uh, wrong answers only please so that's that's why you got i tagged you so your phone would blow up so you're welcome well thanks they were great compliments, so thank you to everybody who said something I nice. said wrong answers only, remember? <laughs> you know what? There's no need for you to be a d- I I'm kidding. Don't I... take it so serious. It's just social media. You are more sensitive than a girl. I'm not sensitive at all. I'm I think you're, actually, I think you're actually both very sensitive, if you want to know the truth. I think this is awesome. I do, too. Well, you I'm, just I'm here. glad you were finding enjoyment. We can hug it out after this show. Okay. It's against COVID policy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm fully vaccinated, by the way. Now, yeah, got my second shot last week. Did you and get I sick? had, I had, uh, I mean, I kind of felt hungover. That was because you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I figured a couple vodka waters wouldn't hurt. Uh, Did it make the shot hurt less? Let's put it this way. So Brett- I'll, I'll say this: the first shot, as far as like muscle pain in my arm, the first shot, my arm hurt more. The second shot, my arm did not hurt hardly any at all. Um, it's like 
backwards. But I just kind of felt like my brain was swollen. Well, they said it said like research showed that if you haven't had it, if you haven't had it, one shot hurts more than the other. And I don't remember which one. So, so so I was told by a medical professional that as soon as you get the second shot, take a Zyrtec D and two Tylenol. And I literally, before I even rolled up the hill, I popped a Zyrtec D and two Tylenol. And I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I really had any side effects so or any symptoms of, of quote, COVID. So, uh, Freddie, you got your first one, right? Yep. Got my first one last week. So that was fine. Megan's arm hurt. Megan, me and Megan did it together. Her arm hurt a lot more than mine did, but it's probably something to do with the fact that her arm's a tenth of the size of mine. So <laughs> yeah. it's probably not. Probably <laughs> some some kind of correlation there. But yeah, I was fine. No no issues. I, so. I read where like 30 to 40% of Americans are fully vaccinated, which I think is a good thing. That's all we need is about 50, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as half of us got it. I think it's going to be a lot more here in a, another month or so. I think that'll probably, I think you'll probably have 60. Yeah. I mean, going to get it. Yeah, I've already got first one. Oh, I yeah? gotta get the second one. Yeah, yeah, I got it mainly because of my mom. Yeah, I mean, the, as much me and Megan go and do travel, we travel all the time and go to events, whatever. And I think the way that the world is trending is your your travel or your events are going to be either, you know, proof of vaccination or negative tests. And I don't feel like getting a cotton swab jammed up my nose every time i want to do something so I and i don't have a problem with that like no. I, I, I don't have a problem with the negative test or be fully vaccinated i, it is, to, it's, to I don't think so. to each their own whatever you have your choice you don't get anything yeah. but you're getting tested to make sure everyone else is safe what's yeah. wrong with that yeah i don't think uh, i don't have a problem with that no mm-hmm. no i mean if we want to all get back to normal we got to do something right yeah i mean i think we are on the way there <laughs> you, i mean you what? obviously can't minus masks mask mandates at some places and uh, you know when you go in places it's still probably safe to wear a mask for a little while but hey we're just taking care of each other still and it's not you know it's what we need to do for a little bit to help get all the way back to normal so speaking of back to normal richmond last year would not let us come race there they were one of the tracks that said you're not coming yeah. even with no attendance you're not coming so what was it like going back to richmond and i saw some fans were there they did have a fall race last year we had a fall race. yeah we had a fall race oh uh, did we but we Playoff they race. didn't we didn't have uh oh, we yeah, were we up did. in we were up in the grandstand like oh way yeah up i remember top. that yeah um man honestly it felt more like a normal race weekend i mean the guy in the loudspeaker were sitting there in the car you could hear him talking like and behind us was all like kind of souvenir row like the trailers are back and there's people walking through there they're carrying bags you know getting stuff it it felt normal a little bit great parking yeah, that's the trend of COVID. So, for what spotters. are spotters going to do when you guys lose your good parking? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to be we're going to be back mm. to rant. I mean, on here. once we get back to the track, we'll probably still be <laughs> they having towed to take a my bus car over. from Richmond <laughs> about five years ago, and it cost me three hundred dollars to get my car Dang. back. I don't know how, but we got even closer than we were. Yeah. We were decent at Richmond already, but now we're even closer. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something right. Someone yeah. put a door bumper clear sign on your spotter parking. You see Somebody that? stole it, I think, because it was gone when I got there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them for stealing it. I, I mean, it's it's good. To, I think with the COVID stuff, we NASCAR was able to trim a lot of things in a lot of areas and figure out where they could really cut things and where they could maneuver things to make things more efficient and things and stuff like that. And honestly, I think they've done a great job. I mean, everything we have, we were all worried about going to Darlington for that first race back. The line for getting in, you know, for checking in, doing our, you know checks and everything was going to be ridiculous we all rolled right in there we yeah. all parked right there I, it's been 
I will have to say, I think they took this as like a learning experience to figure out what might work moving forward. Because even from like meetings that I'm a part of and what they have planned for the future, like we were the first sport to come back last year. And I think even, you know, TJ, to your point, like things that they adjustments that they've changed, they're almost for the better. So they're able to try some new things and. I don't know. Once we get back to normal, I can't wait to see what they have coming up because I know some things that are going on, and it's pretty great. That's awesome. That's what we need. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they've been great. I yeah. did get to see one of the biggest DBC fans that I know this weekend. He was hanging out around the elevator to say hi. Is uh, Kevin oh, from Kevin. Virginia? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he he texted me earlier, sent me a DM earlier in the week that he was going to a sprint car race. So I sent him over to see Sunshine and a couple of other my buddies. So he got a couple pictures with them, and uh, they they he's like, man, I Where loved was the sprint it. Car race um, at? Virginia Motor Speedway, oh, which okay. I'm not sure where the hell that is, but that's the first time I ever heard of it. But I think it's the only sprint car race in Virginia all year. Um, but so he's he talking about how much he loved that, and then he, I knew he was at the track Sunday, so I said, "Hey, if, uh, stop by here and say hey." So it's good to see him. He's uh, like I said, one of our biggest fans. He retweets every week and and uh, enjoys the show. So it's good to catch up with him a little bit. And uh, in the race, I I could have done without. Yeah, Kevin's a great guy. He and his wife. Uh... I was able to get them garage passes a couple years back, and we've not had the chance to meet in person yet, but like you said, great dude on social. I enjoy his tweets, so huge DBC listener. Appreciate you sharing the love, man, and uh, I know he loves that Richmond racetrack. We have some gifts if you want those right now. Gifts or gifts? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, why not? Bring them out. How about some fiend gifts? Do we We got got liquor? If we have liquor, I'm pouring it right in my drink, because after yesterday, I need it. You need a fiend clock, I'm surprised you... uh... (laughs) I know. I'm sorry to disappoint Holy everybody. Holy smoke. Shut up. Oh, nice. Holla. Oh, my. Was this Just what you guys at, needed. Was this I directed know. at us? Uh, wow. I don't know who sent me Blanton's, but I need their address. That is insane. You know how hard this stuff is to get? I mean. Holla. This is, uh, this is easily. I don't know what Freddie's bottle is. Freddie's got a Blanton's single bourbon. Uh, as do I. This is probably worth three hundred dollars. So wow. nice. Yes, man, I'm gonna drink bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the car, Jason. Do we know who this is from? No, I don't. I didn't see a name anywhere. Okay, well, DM us or tweet us if this is from you. Yeah. The card says, "I feel like you guys haven't gotten enough alcohol this year. You have not spent <laughs> Did any you time not with us." To apparently, Freddy last week. <laughs> uh, I feel like you guys haven't gotten enough alcohol this year. Love the show and look forward to it every week. So thank you, whoever you are, and and let us know Please who you yourself. are. Yeah. So we do you can realize say thanks properly. What Josh Berry wins do to Freddie's liver? <laughs> <laughs> I was only at Josh's for about 20 minutes, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. It was labeled to Brett, TJ, and Freddie with a Y. Oh my God! Go, never mind. Take this, <laughs> TJ. If you don't want yours, I'll take it. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna I'll try it, it, man. What date? What date was yours? Uh, Mine was uh, dumped on seven twenty two twenty. This is made at Buffalo Trace Distillery, what, what which is just. In Kentucky, it's about an hour from the racetrack that we no longer go to, and it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, bourbon facility. But no, this is we uh, talked about that when I went up there. That place, the one I went in, smelled like it's good inside. Like it just had that aroma of bourbon. It was uh, Woodford. Yeah, probably Woodford Reserve. Maybe. Yeah, this is not made at the same place as Woodford, but this is. uh, I'm gonna Google it. All right, so right now. Three hundred and seventy nine dollars and ninety nine cent. Freddy's is worth one hundred and eighty eight dollars. I'm sorry, TJ's is worth one hundred and eighty eight dollars eighty nine cent. 
Like it that it's but here's the thing about these bourbons, you can't find them to buy them. Yeah, like you couldn't buy it somewhere. You can't so. find, you can't go into a liquor store and buy this. So you actually have to go in there and get it. You gotta in this distillery probably. You gotta get lucky. I mean, you got you got you, you can't buy this in the distillery. Even, you got to know Rob. Yeah, you got to know Rob. Our buddy Rob in Georgia owns a restaurant. He's able to get some of these. But yeah, it, they're super hard to get. So whoever did this, you're amazing. They got to be super hooked up. Whoever, maybe that's why they don't want us to know who it is. That's possible. Yeah, maybe it was D- Casey. DM us though. We'll send you some stuff. I wouldn't include one person. Maybe it was so. Casey. There, but there would only be two bottles. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike Davis probably sent this to us. Right. Yeah, I right. Can guarantee okay, that that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, me too. Right. I think he would maybe give you guys that before pinning one of our shows, though, <laughs> according to Brett. So. Oh, boy. All right. Let's hear more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Okay. It's time to sell the house. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as... Welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? Ooh, let's go with Express Sell. With a cash offer in 24 hours. Mm, close in 28 days. And a side of free local move. Mm. You got it. And that comes with no showings. Extra no showings, please. Perfect. Take control. Selling is easy with OfferPad Express. Request your free offer today at OfferPad.com. Our friends at OfferPad have a great opportunity for you to score some more swag and get a cash offer on your home right now. That's absolutely correct, Freddie. My garage is slammed full of boxes. If you go to OfferPad.com backslash test drive, once you're there, you'll be able to see how much OfferPad will pay for your home. They're also going to send you some zero-obligation swag from Denny Hamlin. And, Freddie, listen to this. By doing this and trying OfferPad out, you'll receive an exclusive Denny Hamlin hero card and sticker. Say no more, TJ. I'm going to get that free zero-obligation offer on my home right now, and I'm going to sign my entire family up with it. If you take a test drive with OfferPad, here's the really cool part. 50 random homeowners will also get the surprise of an autographed Denny Hamlin hat. I promise you I will not let Freddie be one of the 50. <laughs> I promise you Freddie will probably get all 50. <laughs> I can see Freddie's dreams coming true right before our eyes. OfferPad is the new easy way to sell your home. Go get that cash offer on your home and your Denny Hamlin swag at OfferPad.com slash test drive right now. First topic, Denny Hamlin says I'd rather be where I'm at than Alex Bowman. We're smashing everyone after finishing P2 on Sunday. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Spot on. Yeah, Duh. That's a I question. mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I get it. I know what he's saying. I don't know if he believes what he's saying, but uh, he, he has been the dominant car this year and just hasn't been able to close the deal out. I mean, if you look at the stats, Denny has led almost 700 laps this year, and Alex has led 11. So who would you rather be in that scenario? But Alex is locked in the playoffs right now with a win. So obviously Denny's win's coming. Um, you can't. You can only put yourself in position this many times before you finally get one. Uh, but it. But it's got to be eating at him a little bit, Brett. That that he hasn't closed the deal yet. I mean, you lose to a guy that led ten laps all day. He led the last ten. He, he led the right one though. That last one's the one that counts. And uh, I mean, I was happy for Alex. He, there were points of the race where lap time wise, he was really really fast. But again, that that race was weird in terms of how it played out with the cautions and the strategies and. Fast cars ended up a lap down, two laps down. I mean, at the very end, we only had seven or eight guys on the lead lap there. So uh, it, it, 
the, the cards fell his way. They played everything correctly, and and good for Alex. I think I – I would love to know what question made Denny have this answer because it's kind of a, a strange answer because, yeah, I mean, he's stating obvious. I would rather be Denny Hamlin right now too than Alex Bowman because Denny has, what, top fours in damn near every race. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's led a ton of laps, and he's obviously – the contender right now to beat in terms of his championship. I mean, he he's in the conversation to me. Joey Logano's in the conversation. Martin Truex is in the conversation. I don't know who my fourth guy is right now. Uh, but all these winners keep popping off these races, and now Michael McDowell is out of top 16 in points, which means that the person who is 16th in points is also out of the playoffs. And we're going to continue to see that pressure uh, we saw Eric Amarola yesterday have a really good run, still way down in the points almost with no chance to make this playoff unless he wins a race. We're going to see those guys start throwing Hail Marys. TJ. I mean, dude just beat us all on a restart, man. I mean, he took us all to school. <laughs> Everyone thought, and including me, I thought it was a race between us and Denny. And it had been. And Alex just got up on him, man, Greg and them. Made the right adjust. He was fast on short runs all day, but like that was uh, that was really fast. So, whatever Greg and them did uh, to that car, it looked like it looked like at the end of the race he was just he had already used it up and it was starting to fade a little bit. Um, another three four laps, probably maybe you have a different outcome. But uh, hey, man, great uh, great um, execution there at the end. And uh, I mean, yeah, Denny's got speed every week, but. You know, speed. Uh, speed's fun. Fast race cars are great to have, but you never know when your next win's going to be. It might be you might win two, three in a row, and then you might go two years without a win. You just never know. You never know. I, what I what I was kind of wondering as this thing played out, Alex won the race. I'm like, wow, this this essentially, in my mind, puts all four Hendrick cars in the playoff, right? Because you got three locked in, and Chase Elliott sitting there. Oh yeah. Who he's going to make it? Then you look at Gibbs, and you're like, all right, those four guys should all make it. Right then, you look at Penske, and you're like, those three guys should make it. Matt DiBenedetto is essentially in a Penske car. He there certainly doesn't look like he's going to make it. And then you got Michael McDowell. So if that's the way it's playing out, there's really only four spots right now up in the air to make the playoffs for a lot of good teams. You got to assume Harvick's going to make it. Now there's three left. Right. So so looking at this championship battle, I think it's heating up a lot earlier than what I thought it would in terms of the conversation and the way it's going to play out. Who, who would have thought that Kyle Busch? would be the biggest question mark to make the playoffs at Gibbs. You know, Bell's locked in, Truex locked in, Denny's dominating. Those three are virtually locked. Is You know, Kyle is yeah, your question mark at, at, all of a sudden. And, and, and to bring in that conversation, Ty Gibbs is setting the world on fire, and everybody keeps saying whose job is he going to take. Yeah. Wow. Who'd have, who'd have thought a year and a half ago that we would have said, well, Ty Gibbs may be taking Kyle Busch's job. And I'm not saying that he is now, but I'm telling you, like, if you said what's going to happen – that would have to be what makes the most sense. Spot on, spot off. Joey Logano loses the lead on pit road during the final caution and finishes third. TJ. I mean, I'm not going to be spot on <laughs> for it, but hey, we had a we had a good pit stop. Uh, just Levin had a little bit better pit stop. That's just how it goes. We've beat plenty of people off pit road and been in position to win races in the in the same um, in the same boat. That's just how it goes. Our pit crew is awesome. They gain us spots almost every time we come down pit road, but that's uh, one of the good. That's one of the fun parts of yellows and stuff. You just don't know. It's not nothing's guaranteed. So I don't know what Denny Hamlin's pit crew gets for bonuses, but yesterday, holy bonus time! 
those guys came off pit road on fire every single stop. I was personally wanting Denny to win the race and TJ to finish second so I could have mm-hmm. offer Pad mentioned in victory lane and have TJ win me DBC picks. So that didn't happen, but I still beat you guys. So <laughs> His pit stall was – Making it up too. That's, I mean, he was pitted. That's what I was going to say. He had yeah. one. He had probably he was he had second selection, and that's a lot. You know, he puts a lot of emphasis. You know, we we he comes to some in our Tuesday morning debrief sometimes at twenty three, and he puts a lot of emphasis on qualifying position. You know, because you're kind of in control of that about you know running up front, staying up there in the points, and then he puts a lot of emphasis on running your fastest lap, you know, trying to get the fast lap because that's another 15% of it. And a p- big part of that is your pit stall selection. And I noticed, I went back and looked, and I don't know if you got held up at all or not, but Denny was second pit stall, so obviously the, the first stall, the first guy is going to take stall one. The next best pit stall is like stall five with a big opening out front where you can drive through the corner. And then you guys were back in like the 30s somewhere. So yeah, I, we it, picked like fifth or something yeah, like that. So, I mean, it, that just that little bit of difference could make the difference in the race right there. Um, he only beat us off by like yeah, by a half, half a car, car length or yeah. something. So. But, yeah, spot on. I, I don't know what it is. Ever since, became, I be, ever since I've become full-time on this show, I find myself actively cheering against the 22 <laughs> at the end of the races. So um, spot on for that. I was happy to see that. I'm sad the boss man didn't get a win, but it is what it is. Spot on, spot off. There were only two natural cautions in the last 885 laps of cup racing at Richmond. Brett. The word natural cautions, the first thing that comes to mind. What's a natural caution? Not caution. like a non stage accident, non competition, non planned. Yeah. Non planned caution? Yeah. So should stage breaks even be cautions? Should they be yellows? Those are natural. They put it out. <laughs> they put it out. Man, I'm a huge spot off on this one. How do you go to a short track where we're supposed to have this amazing product where the tire fall off is crazy and we aren't wrecking race cars? Both cautions yesterday, uh, one was from probably an inexperienced driver, uh, Austin Sendrick, who turned Ryan Newman around. The other one, somehow or another, Kevin Harvick's tire went flat. Which saved the race. I fell asleep twice during this race, and I didn't <laughs> I mean disagree. to. And I didn't mean to. I was uh, I was dozing <laughs> off and 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 watching the race. You know, so I don't know what needs to happen here. I was telling Freddie on the way here. You know, I'm watching this race, and I don't see the cars really doing a whole lot. It just seems like some guys are faster than others. You know, everybody was hustling it in the corner, hustling through the center, and hammering the throttle up off. And I just didn't see anything that the cars were doing to make them hard to drive. And and that, that's you're not going to see guys of this caliber of race car drivers wrecking when the cars are, are stuck and planted to the earth like they are. Yeah, I mean, we, we've gone over this. For some reason, this package and, – and the thing is, we've, we've harped on this for years, TJ, on here is – tire wear and we had plenty of tire wear yesterday there was but tire wear, the yeah. race still suffered and it i don't know if it's just a product of that same type of racetrack like phoenix where it's that flat three-quarter mile mile racetrack where this package just doesn't work like brett said there was no the, the, you did like just guys could just run up on you and turn underneath you and go by you like it was just speed differential in the car not so much guys that were you know that you weren't making mistakes your car wasn't loose your car wasn't super tight but then there was you know, there was just a guy that could roll up on you, drive by you. Um, it just seemed like they were way easy to drive. Um, I know we struggled a lot, but, you know, that's – we were on one end of the spectrum completely. Um, but it just – I don't know. We, I don't know. Just make them harder to drive. The two cautions in the last two races there is unacceptable. And especially when one is – none of them are driver error. One's a, fl- a blown tire and one's a 
Austin Sindrick coming off pit road on a green flag stop, not realizing I'm probably going to drive in here hard, get on the splitter. He does and, and gets into Newman. Um, so, I mean, what I don't know how you fix it, but we got to do something. Yeah, I don't. These like our cars, like we we've talked about it before. They are just they're too stuck to the track. Like they're we used to go to Richmond, all these places. Backing it in was a thing because you didn't have all that stability in the back, and and uh, the guys were fighting, they're fighting the cars, and you don't see anybody. We cut a tire and somebody backed it in, but that like there's no they're still going to complain about. I'm tight in, loose in the middle, or you know, loose in, tight in the middle, loose off. No matter how fast you're going. Unless you're holding the thing wide open, you're going to have something stopping you from going faster. So to me, we're still just we're still just stuck. Like you can see it when they're going through the corners, just how much grip they have and how much they're carrying. Even though on older tires they're sliding around and stuff, they're still gripped up compared to what we used to be back in the day there. And I just think I just think we're stuck, you know. And that makes it the cars not that they're not hard to drive still because these guys got their hands full at times, but they're just gripped up. Alex Bowman got out of the car without a single drip of sweat on his body. Yeah. He, he looked like he'd been riding around in the air conditioning all day. He got that cool suit, man, and, that you and, plug in. And so, man, I, <laughs> yeah, I know I, what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, these guys are athletes. They're in great shape. I'm not saying they're not. But, man, I want to see a guy that looks like he's whipped after winning a race. And he didn't look whipped at all. He looked, he looked like he could run 10 more of those things. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. The three other Hendrick Motorsports cars of Byron, Larson, and Bowman all win a race before defending champion Chase Elliott in 2021. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Uh, I mean, spot on. I don't think it's really a surprise. I think they all had good speed. Uh, TJ was the only one surprised to see Larson win this year so far. Mm, um, very. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Byron was fast the end of last year. He was he fired off fast. Uh, Bowman was fast last year. The Chevys were fast at the end of the year. Um, and like Brett said earlier, Chase is going to get in. He's going to get a win. He's. I feel like he's naturally been a slow starter. I don't remember him really setting the world on fire to begin the season always, ever. And then uh, – you know, he kind of comes on at the end. So be interesting to see. But, I mean, the only race you're probably surprised he didn't win was maybe the road course at Daytona. Um, but other than that, um, it's not really a big surprise. They've, they've been fast, all four cars, and, and all four are going to be in the playoffs. Right. I don't, I don't know what Chase Elliott and his team are doing at the second half of last year, but they're not doing it this year. And, and I think there's a reason for that. I think they don't want people – <clears throat> competitors, <clears throat> NASCAR, to figure out what they're doing to be so fast. I think they're holding that – you know, I hate to say the word sandbagging because when I was growing up in this sport, you would literally watch teams 
and you would say, oh, he's sandbagging right here in practice. And then I became a part of the sport, and I went to test with Todd Parrott at Daytona, and we sandbagged at the Daytona test. We would not go oh, yeah. out there and run a lap full out for any reason at the test. We would come back to Daytona 500 for qualifying, real-life qualifying practice, we still wouldn't run full out. He would have Elliott halfway down the back stretch to crack the throttle and get back in it. Back then, there wasn't all this SMT for anybody to see what we were doing. So when Elliott Sadler went out and sat on the front row with Greg Biffle uh, at the Daytona 500 that year, we didn't know how fast we were going to run until Elliott actually went out there and did it. I feel like this nine team is kind of doing the same thing right here, TJ. Maybe they're not showing their full hand. Maybe they're keeping some of those things that made them – dominant at phoenix i'm talking full-blown lights out dominant we just went to phoenix two or three races after he won that championship there and he was not nowhere near that fast so i feel like they're they're sandbagging on us a little bit yeah i don't i mean to me sometimes the teams that start the season super strong and dominate it's hard to carry that through how many months does our season go Ooh, 10 months tough i mean you're almost a year things evolve in a year you know and i think uh sometimes starting off that strong you know, look at Harvick gets knocked out, you know, and and Denny didn't quite have that dominating speed at the end of the year, the playoffs that he had, you know, after we don't from Darlington on, we started up again. But also don't forget, they changed the the way we go through tech as well. You're not allowed to fail three. To, you're not allowed to fail a bunch of different stations or whatever and get and then go back and, you know, fail a different one, then go back again. Now, everyone counts. So if you fail this one. And fail the next one, you're going to the back. So, I think there's some things they're they're feeling it out. I'm sure they're not. I mean, I'm not worried about Chase is quietly sitting there and can any point. Find, I mean, any it wouldn't surprise me if we go to the Talladega be different, but it wouldn't surprise me if we go to Kansas and he's lights out fast. Like, let me let me ask you this. So you brought up a good point. So you just you just said we didn't practice at all in Richmond, right? So you went through tech and you went and raced. And the race was not a great race from my couch. Maybe it, maybe great. it was. Maybe it <laughs> yeah. was if you were in the stands. Maybe it was if you were yeah. an Alex Bowman fan. I, I don't know, right? But for me, it wasn't a great. So if we had had practice at Richmond, what does that do for the race? I think it makes the race worse. Yeah, we probably dial our cars in a little bit more. And that probably does make the race a little worse. Uh, I definitely think it makes it worse. Yeah. Um, me too. The one, thing, the one thing that I know – like talking to my guys, they did make a, a fairly substantial change to the way they maybe interpreted one rule and sent a, you know, after Phoenix last year, because um, we had been talking about a lot in the beginning of the year, especially and talking to Danny about it too, um, just, you know, body changes that they made. So maybe that, you know, that might have been something that they caught on. Because remember, if you remember right, the nine did fail Tech at Phoenix when he dominated. Obviously, that we could talk about how that's bring 10 things to the track and hope three of them get through. Um so, you know, but the, the, they do make a big change in the offseason, tell guys not to bring something back. That could be affecting them more than others also. But like Brett said, you don't really show all your cards till it counts. But a lot of these teams, um, you know, they kind of they show them once. You know, all right, is this all going to work? Can we get all this through tech? Okay, good, we got it. Put it away till November, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, though, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to make the chase. I think they had a system of knowing what they could adjust and what they could fail with. I think – I think many teams do. They know, like, like what Cole Pern told us. Like you said, you go with ten, hope you get it. I think they figured out what to push here to get away with something here in the next station. But now that now, if with, with each one counting as a fail, 
and you go to the back after two, I mean, that's way, that's cutting in half basically. So you can't do that stuff now. But I think there was a system that people started to figure out because the cars that went to the back, what do they do? When they went to the back, what do they do? Coming to the front. Drove right to the front. So it didn't even, it almost got to the point where it was like. It was worth it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it because it's worth it. So that's just my opinion on it. TJ tells Haley Deegan, low, 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 low. Then on channel two says, low means go low, not stay in the groove during Saturday's truck spot off. race. We TJ. Did. You know, Haley's doing, I think for no practice, I mean, this is the hardest year to come into a series like the truck series and, st- and with basically no experience at all and try to, and try to learn. No practice, no qualifying. Your first lap at this track's when you get the green flag down into one, and you ran okay, decent the last race. So you're starting 14th, which in the truck series is right in the middle of what's it like around 12th to 20th? Oh, it's a business. Yeah. yeah. So Ooh. your first lap on this track is into turn one in the bee's nest. So, you know, she's in. Richmond's not, I mean, it can be a tough place. I mean, it's not, these short tracks like Martinsville, oh, it's a short track. I'll go there and be really fast. Martinsville's one of the toughest racetracks we go to. And you can't, like, she's up against, and I, I mean, she's quietly running good. We just get caught up in a, we're just get in that area, and we always get kind of caught up in stuff. And she's not familiar with these tracks a lot and how to get out of the, when things happen in front of her, she's not familiar with, like, you know, when wrecks happen at short tracks, sometimes you got to speed up to get by the wreck before it comes to you. Yeah. And, that was kind of an instance here where the wreck, I saw the wreck happen in front of us. I saw it coming and you know, I'm saying go low. Well, she kind of kind of hesitated a little bit and wasn't at Richmond. You're kind of, you're going slow enough in the middle of the corner after you've got your braking done that you don't really slide to the wall. You just do that slow slide in the middle of the track. And I don't think she was fully sure where the guy was going to go, but you know, there's a bunch of racetrack down here and it's not a mile and a half where you're going to rip the nose off or something. So, and you know, you're right by the restart zone. There's enough room to go down, go down there. And I just, you know, she's still kind of learning where to maneuver for wrecks and what to do. Like short tracks, you kind of got, you do got to speed up to get by it sometimes. Bristol, you know, if they wreck in front of you, they're coming down. They're coming. Yeah. So you need to get, you need to get by it. So you just have, it's like, and I've been there before with, especially working all the young drivers. It's just, it's a moment of, it's the, is this thing on? You know, is this thing working? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. are you can you hear me? <laughs> you know, it's, and like, and it's a rookie, so they don't want to wreck. They're trying to process everything, and then maybe not fully focus on what you're saying. But yeah, it's it's one of them deals, and it, she's done fine. I think. Did you, you know? watch the truck race? I did not, but when I read this tweet, the first thing that came to mind for me was get low, get low, <laughs> get low, get low, get low, get low, get low from the windows <laughs> to the walls. Stop there, stop there. I, I was like the next line. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, TJ has gone into full blown rap mode right here. I am spot on for this. A thousand I was definitely percent. rapping. I was definitely rapping there. She goes out of her way. I don't know if you saw the accident we had in turn three where the was it the twelve? Yeah, the twelve, yeah, 12 got mad. The twelve got mad, but we're literally we're inside the nine truck going into three. The nine's coming down like she's not there. Instead of hitting the nine, letting him wreck himself, she slams on the brakes, locks the tires up a little bit. We go up the track a lane, and the twelve's trying to go around the outside, and we hit him. But she like that's an instance like and a, a, somebody that's experienced, you're gonna let that guy come down and yeah, take, get himself take care of himself. Yeah. So you know, doing and she's and that's the problem. Like, and it not I don't want to say it's a problem because she's had she's been aggressive in the past in other series. She's been finding sure. the trucks, oh, yeah. but. 
Um, you can't let that guy chop you because That's once you let I a couple her, guys yeah. chop you, then they're like, oh, we can just take advantage of this one. You know, just, yeah, just he's chill, also, chill back out when we come down. That's the on guy him. that went into turn three at the road course as well and decided to send us three lanes deeper into the. He got, I don't know, that's the that's the Robar kid, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see him get wrecked? Uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> apparently, Austin Wayne shipped him down into turn one about as hard as you could. Yeah. I saw Timmy was a little fired up about that. Fedua spots for the nine. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It was, that was an interesting truck race. I promise you she wasn't the most interesting <laughs> female in that one. Are well, we talking you, about you any of that later you on? You didn't get to see the truck race. Um, oh, yeah. Jennifer Joe and Norm were 47 laps down at lap 12. I had numerous people yeah. texting me that are friends of mine. <laughs> One of them's my baseball coach, Buddy's baseball coach. How on earth is this lady allowed to make a Cup Series start next year at Talladega? So I wasn't watching live. Um, but nonetheless, what did she do? So I, I, I did not catch the first. This started part of before it. this race, I guess. I guess there's a past. Uh, yeah, I talked to Clayton, and Clayton said that he it was. It, it goes was way back years of you know races, but something happened. I didn't see what happened off of two, but six turns, six, six turns turn off of ten. two, like gets up under the left rear quarter panel, turns down the inside, <laughs> and then she waits on the six and wrecks him. <laughs> Yellow comes out. Everyone pits, everything cycles. We're all racing back up front again, middle of the pack. We're all racing hard. The field goes by, and then you're like, you hear this, wow. You look back here, here's the six spinning out, and the ten. Go, half a track behind like, everybody You're else. like, what is going on? They're two seconds off the and pace then all, wrecking each other. The, what, do you think came, what do you think came next? Uh, driver, crew chief. crew chief, spotter of the ten to, to the hauler after the race. Why, why would they call the spotter to the hauler? They, what did he do? Well, it's just... Well, he, there's some you, spotters that would tell maybe him. he did something. You don't there know are spotters that. that would say, wreck him. Like, there are spotters that would, maybe they assumed that. Yeah. I don't know. Not me, because I don't want to go to the truck. I'm thinking wreck him. Well, and the, <laughs> and the best thing that. is they, they call us to the hall that we're not allowed to go to. We're, we're, we're not allowed in the infield. So <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> they they didn't do it. They, take I guess, came over and told Clayton he was excused, and I guess they talked to him at a different point. But... Yeah, like they call that spotter to the hauler. I don't know. What do you think? How am it's I going like, to get the infield? And, and look, I've never been in this situation, but what do you think it's like to put your headset on every single f-ing week, knowing that you're going to spot <laughs> for a vehicle that is two seconds off the pace? I hope to never know. What do you think yeah. it's like? Because I would never in my life do that. There's no chance. Yeah, I've never. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, when. When we when we first started spotting, you didn't have a lot of cars that were like that. Like you had to qualify in, and then you raced. Like it wasn't you know there wasn't the just trying to finish the race here. I mean, you got not not to the extent they are now. Like it was a if you were in, you were racing. And not that these guys aren't racing, but they got to take that car next week. You know, and a lot of these are on. There, there are people who need jobs. I guess. Yeah, that. this is. There a, are people who need to earn a living. It's I a get business that. for them. I'm yeah. telling you, Brett Griffin has not and will never do that. Who is the worst car or driver you've ever spotted for? No comment. <laughs> oh, don't be scared. Who is it that you would never do again? Yeah, I don't want to say. Uh, <laughs> he's still right. He's still racist. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had a couple in the Arca series that were. Mine was Arca. I, oh, I got mine a, was Arca for sure. I got a freaking phone call from uh, Eddie. Oh, what was his Gosh, last name? Sharp. No, Sharp. Yeah, Eddie Sharp. Yes, yeah. Eddie Sharp. Who who I adore, and he says, "Brett, I need your help." And I said, okay. And I'm all about helping friends out. 
whether you believe that or not, it's true. And I'm like, all right, man, what do you need? He's like, I need you to spot for this kid. He's coming in. He's got big sponsorship from Ruby Tuesdays. And, you know, <laughs> I know where it man, is he's, he's, he just, I need, I, need, I need a veteran <laughs> like you to get up there and help him. I said, Eddie, man, I'm not prince. doing a full schedule. He said, Brett, it's not a full schedule. It's like eight ARCA races that you can do. It's Michigan. It's Pocono. Of course, it's Daytona. We're going to give like, you a 50 grand. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Eddie, man, I'm going to do this to help you out. But, you know, that, that's kind of list. Uh, that's the end of it. We're coming to the green at Daytona. Hey, uh, hey, Brett. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Hey, uh, what gear do I need to be in right here? And I was like, oh, <laughs> what, 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 what have I got myself into right here? <laughs> and, I, I, and, and needless to say, that guy went on to win an ARCA race when I was not spotting for him. He won an ARCA race where literally the spotter, Kevin Hamlin, at the time could not even see the car. I think yeah, they were it was foggy. It was, foggy. It was so yeah. foggy. Nobody could see the cars yeah. and the guy won a race. But a great guy. Um, but I am too competitive to spot for a box i had my my now that i think about it when you go back to arca for sure i got to do like half a season with milkaduno and Ooh. that was fun exciting <laughs> <laughs> mine was uh that uh kid he oh, still runs yeah, some xfinity yeah. now we would uh coming off of turn four at michigan just bleep his name out jason we're yeah. coming off turn four at michigan and Literally, we look like we're pitting, and I'm like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> Usually when you, you need to throttle up so it carries you out to the wall, because that's like what your moment, you just do that. If you throttle up and you're not carrying up there, do it a little earlier next time. You throttle up and you have to lift, you did it too early. Nah, we look like we're pitting. Finally, after about the fifth lap, I come on channel two. I'm good on two, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I come on channel two, and I'm like, all right. Look, I'm, I can't tell him anymore. Like, I, I, I'm i done with it. This isn't going to happen. I'm just going to make sure we don't die. You should have been I'm like, this is a really long straightaway. Wide open now. Dude, <laughs> if you don't come off the corner at a place like Michigan and you're not going to the wall and you don't naturally know how to do that, you probably shouldn't be in a race car. You know, We, we were at Michigan in the Arca car, and Chase was running. This was years ago, obviously, like, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. And uh, <laughs> Chase, we were so slow. Elliot? Yeah, Elliot. Uh, he went by us around the outside, and we spun right out. I'm talking like instantly right spun right out. And she's like, who hit me? I said, nobody. <laughs> you remember what Chase's car, Arca cars, used to look like? Uh, they yeah. were like Jimmy's old Cup Ford. cars. So, I, I wish we had this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got some on my mind. I got We tell. almost, and we had talked about it, and I don't know why. We should have tweeted about it or did like a GoFundMe, but that them cars after Chase was done just sat in the shop, and they're probably, I don't think they've run since. Probably not. Um we we talked about Dell Jr. had mentions like man we should put you in that arc we should get that arc car and run you in at one time I'm like let's do it man <laughs> yeah. one time I, I wish we could myself. Get, I wish we could like literally FaceTime Joel Edmonds right now oh I was gonna bring <laughs> because my favorite spotter <laughs> spotting for a sucky driver moment hands down was at Richmond Arca. when Nur Ali mm, rolled yeah. out there in the in the Bush series and oh <laughs> holy cow this guy was like 19 seconds off. And we were lapping this guy in practice. That's how slow he was. And was Joel really has bad. a personality worse than mine. And I looked down there, and his face is fuming red. Everybody's screaming at him to get the <laughs> f*** out of the way. That was hands Remember down. Remember him pitting? He oh. hit pit road from, like, the third groove and just cut right down. We're all like, whoa, 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 whoa. You could hear the whole NASCAR group. NASCAR finally pulled him out and said, you got you to go, bud. You can't, you can't compete here. Joel, that's a <laughs> You so, remember that? I remember the. I think it was the Arca official where something went up to Joel one time, and his guy wasn't. Who was it? Uh, Michigan. It was Michigan Arca race. Joel had a guy, and 
the, the guy did the opposite of what Joel said. I don't think the guy could hear him, first of all. And we were blown by him, like, 19 mile an hour faster as well. And, and finally the artificial goes out, and he's like, hey, and he pulls Joel. And Joel's like, don't you ever die? Like, flipped out. <laughs> Joel's the best. He yeah, the yeah, best. he's awesome. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spot on, spot off. IndyCar runs its season opener at the same time as the cup race at Richmond, which is why my husband decided to have his phone and TV going on at the same time. Congratulations. <sighs> Freddie. I mean, this, I, I don't know who, we start at 3 o'clock every week now, so I would assume I would put this more on IndyCar than NASCAR, but this was real dumb. Like real dumb on IndyCar's part because you got a you got an opportunity to steal some NASCAR fans. Jimmy Johnson's first race, you know, if, your first race of the your year. first race of the year. You've got an opportunity. To, you're, I'm gonna oh great, you know we got Jimmy Johnson. We can steal a part of this NASCAR audience and maybe retain them have, if we put on a good show. You have some of our NASCAR media yeah. covering the IndyCar race and, like yep. a Jenna Fryer, and you have it laid out perfect to where the Formula One race it was in the morning. It was nine ten o'clock. Ends at noonish. You could run your race between one and three when we run, and then go right to NASCAR. Make it a damn Monaco day where you got a full day of NASCAR. But somebody definitely dropped the ball here on this one. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process was there. Somebody should be fired for this. I mean, this is a huge miss on Easy, the man. part. I mean, I'm sorry, man. Look, their their, their average ratings. I think are like 300,000, 400,000 viewers outside of the, the Indy 500 weekend. So this is an opportunity to go and really grow their brand and get some more interest. I think their cars look yeah. amazing. I think their, yeah, their races are fun to watch. I'm a huge Indy car supporter. And I hated the fact that in my living room, I wasn't able to have both races on at one time. And, and, and it's unfortunate. I did flip over because I saw a tweet from Doug Rice, who uh, president of PRN. You guys hear him call the races a lot. I saw a tweet about, well, that didn't take long. So I was curious. I flipped over, and they had wrecked about 12 cars. Um, it basically looked like some. I didn't our, see anything from it yet. They wrecked a lot of cars. Oh yeah, it, look, it looked like I wreck at Richmond, where like everybody wrecked and they just piled in. Like well, the first guy spun out. Little like Nur Ali made an IndyCar start. Yes, the first guy <laughs> spun out and he never changed lanes, spinning out. So the guy that was coming at him just literally t-boned him. Once he hit him, boy, cars went everywhere. I know what that's but, like. What a huge miss, and just what an unfortunate situation to put yourselves in. I mean, I know there's a lot of smart people over there working on this program now because I personally know them, uh, and, and yeah. it's. It's, it's frustrating to see that someone had the uh, authority to screw this up this bad. I don't know what the the logistics are behind it, but I was super interested in the start of this IndyCar season as well, not only just because Penske has a lot of cars in it, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of young guys that, I, that are – it's getting exciting. you got guys um, entering the series from all over the place, and I just think it's going to make it good, man. I'm, I was interested in seeing it, and I couldn't really catch any of it, but – Definitely weird to they have a, start at the same time. They had a first-time winner, too. I don't remember. Yeah, Pelu. Pelu. Don't know who he is, but... <laughs> I spotted... I would have if I could have watched the race. <laughs> so I spotted uh, virtual Indy car races last year from McLaughlin when they did that. And I, <laughs> some of these guys <laughs> on iRacing are... Holy I remember gap. one of the broadcasts. They were... They oh, were we wrecked in Michigan down. before we took the green one time. And um, I knew this Indy car season would be great from that. <laughs> 
Coming up next, one of the funniest, most crazy personalities in all of the sport. The kid literally grew up with legends. Mr. John Wood will be joining us here shortly. Two-time Truck Series winner, current social media manager. You guys are going to love him. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. It's Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, Racing USA currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Richmond winner, Alex Bowman's race-winning diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. Holla. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com. America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. All right, so I've known this guy for almost his whole life, what seems like his whole whole life. I actually got the spot for him at New River Speedway back in probably like 2000 or something crazy. Then I spotted a few truck races for him, one of which I think we might have won at Martinsville. If we didn't win, we finished like second when you were over at Roush, man. But welcome to the podcast, Mr. John Wood. So I, I have to clear up a couple of things. Oh, God. The part where you said that I burnt up a rental car coming home from Bristol, <laughs> there's no truth to that. There is none. It was it was Memphis. It was Memphis. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean you you're 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 sitting here defaming me. Get it right. So so that's why we brought you on here. And I don't I didn't bring you on here to completely tell on yourself, but I was told the story goes that you literally rode the brakes on this rental car to the point that it finally caught on fire. Yeah, that that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, let me preface that. by saying I like today I'm pretty mellow. I don't ever cause trouble, but there was a period of time that things were bad. And that, that was during that, that era. And, um, I don't know what got in my mind that I wanted to see what would happen, but, uh, I just did it. And they, uh, they caught on fire. I don't, I don't remember if it was both the fronts and the rears, but I do remember a fire. And there was a kid on my, it was actually, I was racing Xfinity at the time. And we both got out and was like, what are we going to do? I mean, this thing's on fire. Put some more um, rear brake in it. <laughs> yeah. But you know how the rental cars are. I mean, they got so much front that you, oh, you, yeah. you I mean, it, yeah, they're, they're, they're about to do a headstand. Um, but the second thing that I have to clear up. So you said that I did a burnout at the shop and blew the rear tires out in the van. No truth to that one either. It was in my mom and dad's driveway <laughs> that that happened. And I have proof. Here's the rubber from the tire. <laughs> the uh, brought that home with me last week just to, just for proof's sake. But um, 
I, I terrorized Stuart, Virginia. It was, <laughs> you know, was most, uh, you're a pretty good example here. Most good stories start with bad decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're probably glad I'm gone, but, uh, the, the final one, and I, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the, the bad stuff I did, but I told this one as terrible as it is at my grandpa's funeral. And, uh, this kind of just goes to the point of what a good guy he was and how awesome he was. So once upon a time, uh, another van story, uh, I, I got back up to Stewart after a truck race or something and, and, and my buddies would always wait and I would get there late Saturday night or whatever it was. And then we just all hell would break loose. And, and it was always in a van. And I don't, I don't know why I don't, there, there's no rhyme or reason. It just happened. So we get in the van and I had the bright idea to go on the four wheeler trails behind my mom and dad's house. Uh, it's, I don't know, maybe a mile or something, but it's, it's very narrow. It'll just fit a four wheeler, not a 15 passenger van, but I did it anyway. So we're cutting laps, ripping it up. And I got stuck. Uh, don't remember how, but, uh, van gets stuck. We all have to walk back home next day. Brett, do you remember Jabbo? Oh yeah. By chance? Oh wow. Okay. Tom, yeah. I got yeah. ripped more miles up and out of the road carrying race cars than anybody I knew. So Jabbo was uh, Jabbo owns a, a record conglomerate and it, it's like an empire. I mean, he, this dude is like printing money with his record business. So back then, whenever I would wreck something or tear something up, Hey Jabbo, uh, what are you doing? And he'd just laugh. It's the funniest thing. I, I'll be up there in a minute. I wouldn't even have to tell him what had happened. It was always, I'll be there in a minute. And, and it was either a, a regular roll or a regular record, or if it was bad, it'd be a rollback. <laughs> well, in this case, it was a four-wheel drive army wrecker with a boom. It had a boom on the back that could like rotate around. So I, I call him up and I said, Hey, I, I got the van stuck. Well, I'm, I'm kind of dancing all around next morning. I wake up first off, wake up. And I'm like, please tell me this was a dream. No, it wasn't a dream. It's called Jabbo. Jabbo, come get the, the van. Meanwhile, my grandpa is on his gator tending to the garden. He finds a license plate. And I don't even know. I don't even remember being in this part of the neighborhood. I, I don't know how it happened. And maybe it wasn't even me. But he finds a license plate, uh, takes it to the sheriff's office. And just being a nice guy to turn it in. And they're like, uh, Mr. Wood, we don't really know how to tell you this, but this this license plate belongs to you. It's uh <laughs> Goes on a goes on a van, so <laughs> I, I catch wind of this and I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. So uh, I go up to my grandma's and 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 my, my grandma and grandpa's. They're there. Meanwhile, now keep in mind, Jabbo's bringing the the army four wheel drive wrecker to get the van out of the woods in their backyard. So I go in. I'm ready to take my beating, and he's like, I, I'm not even mad. I, I just want to know how you didn't turn over, flip upside down, because I found this in a culvert. So, no end of the story. No idea how I straddled that culvert. He wasn't mad, cool as could be about it. But uh, don't even know if he ever knew that the van was in the woods. But <laughs> neither here nor there. It was awful, man. I'm telling you. So we're gonna be there in a couple hours in a van. You want to go for a ride? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with vans. I'm done. <laughs> Gets PSD Done. when he pulls in the garage and sees all the yeah. passenger vans sitting there. Oh, man, yeah. that's that's awesome. So you now run, uh, you do a lot of things at Wood Brothers, right? But you run their social media, right? Well, it depends. <laughs> uh, I think we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Depends on who's asking. If it's somebody from NASCAR, I don't know who does it. But <laughs> if it's you, yeah, yeah, it's me. Don't say uh, anything because they listen. We know if we found that out. Yeah, yeah, we found it out that they listen. So, so. So, uh, and, and they they read social media too. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I'm very well aware that they read social media. Trust me. Well, he don't. Uh, Brett's blocked them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't block them all, TJ. They keep coming at me. So, so John, you've done some crazy stuff. You touched on some of it. How in the hell did you get pulled over that time for flying an airplane out your sunroof? You've been talking to my sister. <laughs> Some, I, I know. I, yeah, I know you've been talking to somebody to get these stories. But, I've got insiders. Yeah. Uh, actually, I might have touched on that one last week anyway, because I, uh, I was, I, I'm into RC planes now, and I hit the roof of the museum last weekend, and uh, that was not fun. But um, it reminded me of, of when I was younger again and decided – so it got the, – the planes I had at the time were a little – like you get kind of bored after a while of just, just flying around. So I wanted to see if I could fly it. So it was two different times. I wanted to see if I could land it on the hood of Kevin's car while we were driving down the road. Kevin being your cousin, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Wood, like, yeah. like a, an aircraft carrier. Well, we end up running over the plane. It didn't, it didn't work out. And I end up having to not only take the plane up, but I had to buy him a new hood on his uh, whatever car it was at the time because it scratched the hood up. But the other time, I was standing out of the sunroof of a Hummer. Kevin driving again on that time, and it's in Stewart. I'm just I don't I don't know what the end game was, but we were just trying to drive around town while I'm flying the plane, and of course we get pulled over. So the problem was it wasn't so much that I'm standing out of the sunroof. That's bad enough. But what do I do with this plane now that's in the air while this trooper is coming up wanting to know why I'm standing out of the sunroof? So I just guessed at it and it's like we're the ground is way over there somewhere. So just crashed it. And, um, I don't, I don't even know if we had, I, I guess I had to admit what I was doing, but, um, don't think we got a ticket for that. <laughs> Probably cause there's no law. I mean, what, what are they going to say? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. Yes, I did all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> live to tell the tale. But. So you, I don't know how your dad has survived it. Eddie Wood is one of the funniest people in the garage and he's one of the reasons I've made it to where I've made it. I don't know where the hell I've made it, John, but your dad certainly helped me get here. Uh, is Riley going to pay you back your kid? Is he going to pay you back for all this crap you did, Eddie? He, uh, it, uh, it's already, I'm, I'm being paid back in spades. It, it's, uh, I, well, that TV behind me that you see, yeah, we see it. he had some kind of toy. I don't know. This is a couple of years ago, but he had a toy and threw it, hit the TV and it just went black, just <laughs> black, $3,000 gone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, but so you're, so you're going to get paid back. At least you didn't find the remote uh, out by the garden. Well, that's true too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm good now, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm helping run the team. It's, it's funny because before I would do what I was told. And now that I own part of the team, it's like, I do what I think needs to be done. And, and it's, it's just a different, a different kind of feel. So took some growing up, but if, if you haven't figured out already, guys, that 
just listen to these stories, this is an account you need to follow. The, the Wood Brothers Twitter account especially is one of my favorites. Uh, have How many times, and I've been through this myself, I know Br- Brett probably hasn't because he's an idiot, but how many times have you typed something out and you're like, I definitely should not be, I should not hit send, but I'm going to go for it anyway. I usually don't have the self-control. Like <laughs> yesterday, for instance, so I just can't help myself. So so Newman is racing mad. Newman's five laps down. And and Ryan Newman's a great dude. Don't get me wrong. But passing Ryan Newman is like trying to pass a house. I mean, you, it, you just can't you just can't do it. Like that dude is 50 feet wide and, and fast. Anyhow, uh, his car's wide, too. Like, yeah. Matt's <laughs> actually for once on the lead lap at Richmond. I don't say Matt. I say us. We were for once in like thousands of years on the lead lap at the end of the race in Richmond and Ryan's racing him like it's for the lead uh, two to go. And he's a bunch of laps down. So of course I have to tweet about it and throw off on Ryan. And then I'm like, God, why did I say that? <laughs> and, and by that time it's too late. If I delete it, then I get owned and I'm, I'm like this horrible <laughs> person. For, so you like, if you're going to tweet it, stick with you it. Gotta stick you got to stick with it. it yeah, if you delete it, you're you're spineless, and then they they get you twice because they take screenshots of what you posted, so it doesn't go anywhere. It's still not deleted, but then they 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 beat you up for for deleting it. What'd so. you say? I didn't read I it. Freddie's got it. I'm, I'm going back now to find it. Something. I, it wasn't even all that bad, but I mean, I've I've had my my meetings with I'm not going to say who, but cert- not my dad and not anybody with with the team or anything, but certain people. Uh, said chill out and and I, I just I can't help it because it's like I'm I'm emotionally and I, I told this to Jeff Gluck I'm emotionally invested vested whatever the word is in the team it's not like I'm just an employee and like I don't care so I get riled up and mad and if things don't go right I, I, I probably say the things I shouldn't say but I'm saying the things that you know that I'm thinking and and that's I don't know. I think your perspective, though, for social media is a lot different than most social media accounts, right? Because obviously, you've grown up in the sport. I mean, you're you're the grandson of a Hall of Famer. You're, you know, the nephew of a Hall of Famer. You have literally, you don't know anything but NASCAR. You've run truck series races. You've won. You've been in the Xfinity series. You've been in the Cup series races. Like, your perspective should be, quite honestly, a privilege to your readers versus being judged by some of your critics, it sounds like. It is. And, and that, that's a good point. But uh, most people don't even know that it's me. And I don't I, that, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, and, and it was just by by luck that I not really luck, but unluck that I took over the account. My sister was doing it and she had to go to a wedding. I, I, I had I wanted nothing to do with social media for years and years and years. So she has to go to a wedding and I had to do it. And I didn't know my ass from a hole in the ground when it when it came to social media. So I just started saying what I was seeing. And people kind of liked it and got compliments. And so one race turned into two and two to four. And then I just kept doing it. Um, it yeah, I, I, I think I know a little bit about it and, and about the sport, but I, I just try to be honest and I try to be truthful. And, and a lot of times, 99 times out of 100, that works out good. But there's one time that I say, I say something. <laughs> there's that one time you're going to flip your mom's VW out through the woods that nobody's got to find out about, right? See, why you got to be bringing up all this bad stuff? You make me have to be like a heathen or something. Hey, before we let you jump out of here, I, I got to ask you, how many times a year does John Wood eat at Chick-fil-A? How many times does the sun come up? 
mean, like, <laughs> how many times does the wind blow? I hold on. <laughs> this guy has proven. a huge Chick Fil A addiction, more than anybody I ever know, and I love Chick Fil A. He needs to get a franchise in Mooresville. <laughs> That's Look how many that. points I've got. He's got one hundred sixty thousand points. <laughs> That's enough for like 500 chicken sandwiches was, or something? I was going to say, you only get one point per chicken sandwich probably. So. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> and I was going to do a deal last year where I just made them make all 500 at once, and then I was going to give them to like like homeless and hungry people and stuff during the pandemic, and they wouldn't do it. So, Yeah, well. That's 160,000 points. That's, that's insane. Well, uh, man, we appreciate you jumping on. We won't uh, – we'll, we'll, next time before I tell a John Wood story, I'll make sure I got it fully right instead of half right. Yep, get your facts straight. I mean, half right's pretty good too. <laughs> I'd go with half. That's all right. Go follow the Wood Brothers on oh, Twitter good. right now. You imagine the stories that we can't tell? Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, my dad was really nervous about me doing this. So I, <laughs> I think I've, I think I've uh, lived up to his expectations and not made us look too terrible. <laughs> no, not bad at all. I, I love you, man. I love your family. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't be here without you guys. So best of luck to the Wood Brothers the rest of the year. We're pulling for yeah. Matt D. And, and obviously you guys have a lot of big things coming in the future next year with Smith, with Mr. Sendrick. So good stuff, John. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah. Good Appreciate run yesterday, it, too. Thank you. You guys have a good one. Thanks. All right, man. See you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Reaction Theater, call number one. I don't know about you, but what a f***ing race to watch today. It was awesome watching a Chevy win at Toyota's race. Take that, Freddy Krause, Yes, sir. It's always a good day whenever Toyota loses. So tell your freaking crybaby, boss Denny. Wee, 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 wee. Go home, buddy. <laughs> Go home. Billy sounds like I did last week. Billy, call back next week. I like you. <laughs> call number two. Hey, Quentin Huff, get off the damn track. Get out of the damn way. This idiot ain't qualified to push a buggy at Walmart. Well, why the heck he thinks he can drive a race car? Two laps to go and you're in the friggin' way of the leader. You about wipe him out and Denny Hamlin? What an idiot. <laughs> it's Half, apparently. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me we're saying wrong, but I feel like Who everybody cares? thinks it's Huff now. I don't know. Us. Dude, that guy, listen. Quinn doesn't get much of an opportunity to shine, and if he feels comfortable with Richmond and he wants to race hard, race hard, man. He didn't do anything. He just raced hard. Is he Go dr- with it. He's drunker than I am last week. <laughs> well, no, I, was I mean, last I, week. I, I was aggravated at him, too, but how do you get mad at a guy for racing? Because <clears throat> he's not racing. Are you sure he's racing? He raced something. Who'd he beat? Where'd he finish? Is he know. racing or riding? He's you know driving. He's doing, he's doing something. He's driving. There. He's not racing. He, yeah, he's doing whatever he's doing in there. Finished thirty fourth. Solid. Beat what? Three cars? How many started? <laughs> well, I don't think Justin Haley even took the green. I mean, wow. first as soon as I got turned the no, race hey, on, he, he was already up out. On first he start. wasn't prepared. He what? He blew up on the initial start. Yeah. Fed, like fed. I said, I mean, so you didn't race that guy. 
Well, he's not Quinn didn't race. The other two guys behind him. Quinn didn't get in there and shift I that know car. Quinn didn't I want to know thing. when he races somebody. I want somebody to send me a video of him racing. Somebody. That's why I was really disappointed when he didn't get to start on the pole at Bristol. Me too. I know. I told you we all got screwed the, by that. The two we were, most disappointed people. We were getting a show. About Bristol was number one, Matt D. Benedetto, because it was dirt. Because he's actually good there on concrete. And then <laughs> Quinn Half, who missed his opportunity to start from the pole. We were robbed of a great heat race. We were. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just joking. You know who else jokes? Benny Hamlin. At the end of every race. Sorry, Freddie, this didn't happen today. TJ, you suck. <laughs> Damn. I thought she was vomiting. I didn't know what was going on. I think on it was there. a guy, his name was Jonah. Oh. Well, I thought <laughs> Jonah job, was Brett. gagging. Well, you never know. Might be choking on something. Next Jonah. One. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> this guy must have recorded me. Brett? <laughs> this is definitely Brett. 100%. <laughs> this guy recorded me dozing off. Can you do that? I want to hear you snore like that. Is that the whole call? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was definitely Brett. <laughs> that was not me. I swear on my anything's life. That was not me. Richmond, I tell you, the race would. It had its moments, but watching, I'll tell you when it was interesting is watching <laughs> the cars. Its moments, that, the last three minutes of the race. Watching, watching the two try to one stop it or not stop at all. You know what I mean? Like, that was brilliant. It was, it was, but it was, but it was interesting to watch at the time. You weren't really sure how it was going to turn him. out. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. It <laughs> I was sure how good. it was going to turn out because I've done that before with somebody and it turned out exactly like it turned out for the two and the 23. <laughs> if it goes long, it, it didn't oh, work. Oh my gosh. He was so slow off the corner. Yeah, Matthew, I think, he, I think he broke into my house and recorded me during the race. Hey, TJ, all these years, I thought it was your driver. I was incompetent on, behind the wheel. Nope, it turns out you're just incompetent at spotting after what it looks like from seeing Haley Deegan after this damn truck race. Wow, all these years, I thought I was Joey, but it turns out it was you. Good job destroying all these nice trucks, TJ. You suck. <laughs> really he have no you. idea what he's talking about. He, he must not watch the race. <laughs> he doesn't like rapper TJ. Yeah, I don't know. No. Why don't you come back with some facts, Brent? So, uh, is it just me, or does Brett run his Twitter account like Vladimir Putin runs a country? <laughs> you know, you say one wrong word to the fearless leader, and you're gone forever. Casey? He go. Casey, Casey, any yeah. comments on this What's case? your Twitter handle, <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> Brett just blocked every Daniel on Twitter. Everyone. <laughs> no, when no I went and looked last week, I was actually surprised because I didn't think it would be seven hundred something. I knew it was seven. I knew. I, I, I knew. I guess seven hundred nine. Did you look at the reason? I like, know could how you look. see? Could you see the people who commented on my tweet as to like why you were you blocked? Probably them? not most of them. <laughs> no, yeah. he can't because he's got them blocked. You probably had a few people <laughs> you blocked yesterday after you tweeted at me. He uh, solid chance. You got to look and see. So in that number, seven hundred and. Whatever. I didn't know I could look at the number. But you also got to look in there because it'll tell you how many you've blocked and then how many have actually blocked you. Oh, nice. So that's 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 included in that number. Oh. Go ahead. We'll, while Brett looks that up, we'll listen right. to Jared. Hey, Brett, TJ, Freddie, y'all inspired us to start betting on, on these races. We just won $3,400 on Alex Bowman on this man's bachelor party. Let's get it. Holla. Yee, yee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to party with we're that gonna, guy. We're going to turn into a gambling podcast in a sport we're not allowed to gamble in. So. I want to party with that guy. 
Oh, these are good. To leave an audio message 24-7. I told y'all Gamma was fun. <laughs> you heard him. Uh, Not allowed. I wish I could. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week. Offer pad question of the week. Time for the offer back question of the week. What's your backyard setup like? Do you have a grill, a pool, a swing set, back porch? Tell us, Brett. I think my lot's like a acre and some change. My backyard has two porches, a screen in porch, an open air porch. Then it's got a concrete like uh, stone patio. With and a fireplace. Then, with a fireplace. I got a lot of uh, landmines in my grass from my three dogs that live there. And I just built a fire pit out back. So no pool. There's too many pine trees in my backyard. Everybody in my house wants a pool, but I keep saying no because those pine trees are constantly dropping pine combs and pine straw. And there's no way I have enough time to keep that pool clean. They drop pine needles. Pine needles. Pine. Long leaf pine needles are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. We call it pine straw in South Carolina. I never until I moved down here. I never saw anything like they just New York, Long Island. Anyway, like you do everything you can to get rid of pine straw. Down here, people use it to like decorate. Decorate. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, get this out of my house. You got to pay for it too. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, my backyard, I got a smoker, a grill, little uh, stone patio, and then the biggest hill you've ever seen that I got to try to get cleared out of weeds because I can't walk up and down it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I've told Megan I'm building a pool, but I'm building. I'm making it like. Just big enough for me, like with like a four by four pool. Like I can get that at Walmart. Yeah, you yeah. got that. No, no, it's got to be in ground. I want to be nice. I bet your but master, just, your master bathroom has one of them. <laughs> I just want, I just want one that's I can dive in myself. Just that's it. Nobody else a, needs to put go a over. put a tub back there. Can you dive? First, yeah. Of all. Oh yeah. I mean, look at me. I look like you ever. I can do the uh, triple Lindy. Yeah, Roddy Dangerfield. <laughs> TJ. Uh, uh, back deck grill. Um. Going to get a smoker to put out there. Little nice grass area, back to some wooded area that's all cleaned out. Kids go back there and make forts and stuff. So pretty uh, basic. Standard. Yeah. I love being outside. I got to put a fence up. I know. I just want to sit in my backyard, honestly, all day. Last week so I wouldn't nice. go outside. I look like a, my, for some reason Shoot I had allergies truck. super bad last my year. My truck used to be silver. Now it's yellow. <laughs> Yeah, I got a fence, but my dogs are so little they can get between the railings. So now I have a oh. mesh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> one of the first time, not the first time I went over there, but one of the first times I was over there, I all Brett's dogs come in. They look like they were in a severe car accident because they've all got like imagine the neck collar you wear when you get whiplash or something. All his dogs are wearing these neck collars because it prevented them from being able to get through the fence. Are you serious? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They were leaving. You're supposed to do something to the fence, not to the dogs. I look over, and I'm like, this must have been a hell of a car wreck. It didn't hurt them to wear a bumper. (laughs) One of them so little, though, it made her back legs come off the ground while she was walking. Uh, But I had to put this mesh up around the fence to keep them in the yard. So good (laughs) good times. I know. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. So where did we see teams be more than fast this week? Brett. Alex Bowman, man, that guy had speed. Clint Boyer called him out on TV with about 50 or 60 laps left in a race and said, man, I think this guy's one of the fastest cars out there. Obviously, when he came in, his crew 
made the right adjustments to give him the short run speed that I thought Logano had had all day. But Bowman trumped him, man, won the race. Yeah, that was unfortunate because my boss, man, Denny Hamlin, his pit crew, man, what an unbelievable job they did. Two stage wins probably due to pit stops getting off pit road first. Put him in position with, I don't know, 10, 11 laps to go to win the race. And uh, unfortunately, he couldn't close the deal. But awesome job by that pit crew all day. Yeah, I got to go with uh, Truex serving his penalty and not going a lap down. That's pretty hard to do at Richmond. And uh, he was able to come back for a top five finish. Here on Doorbell Clear, being more than fast is literally a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and more powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Time for Fastlane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Brett, you are up first. Which driver finished second in the first two stages on Sunday? Martin Truex. How many lead changes occurred on Sunday? Nine. What app does Freddie use the most on his phone? <laughs> you porn. <laughs> I got an app. Twitter. <laughs> Which is an island? Lose it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is an island? Honduras, Nicaragua, or Jamaica? Island, Jamaica. If someone answers 20 of 25 questions right on the test, what percentage would they get? Damn, that's kind of tough. 20 out of 25. Uh, so they missed 5 out of 25. What is 20? That is 80. Good job, Brett. You got three out of six right. These are easy. Who's an island? Of course it's a freaking island. There were 20 lead changes on Sunday, and uh, Freddie uses Twitter. I forgot about Green Flag Stops. I was sleeping during that. (laughs) Brett probably like. We heard. (laughs) (laughs) Brett probably told Jason you need to make it easier. Freddie uses Twitter the most. Ready, Freddie? Sure. That rhymed. First time I've heard that. First question, how many laps has Bubba Wallace led in his cup career at Talladega? 30. How many runner-up finishes does Denny Hamlin have in 2021? Three. What app does TJ use the most on his phone? Instagram. Which measures less than 90 degrees, an acute, straight, or obtuse angle? Acute. How many U.S. states start with Thanks, the letter I've been working out. M? <laughs> M? Yeah. Uh, four. So you got one right. Bubba's led 17 laps at Talladega. Denny's only finished runner-up once, which was on Sunday. TJ uses Webbowl. Is that how you pronounce it, TJ? Webbowl. Webbowl. Yeah. What is what that? What is that? Well, it's trading. <laughs> Stock stuff. Oh. You making any money lately? Dogecoin. You Dogecoin. damn right I made some money on that. I bought that stuff at 06. It went to 40 almost. Ooh. Yeah, we're doing good. TJ, you ready? There's eight states that start with the letter M. Damn. It's way more than I thought. Yeah. Better sell it. 
I already made my money back. Yeah. Just playing with profits now. How many points did Joey Logano score on Sunday? 18. Name one of two drivers that scored their first, their best finish of the season on Sunday. Alex Bowman. What app does Brett use the most on his phone? Twitter. Block. Block it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, his block list says otherwise. Before reunification, what divided East Germany from West Germany? Mississippi. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, He's already wrong. What's the warmest temperature ever recorded in the U.S.? 120. All right, congratulations, Brett. You won. Joey scored 50 points on Sunday. Brett uses the directions or maps app the most. Uh, The Berlin Wall separated East Germany and West Germany, and uh, 134 degrees is the hottest. Damn, it's hot. I feel like we've had a couple races like that. Hot. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What a idiot! Ready for What an Idiot. Better not be me this week. Oh, there goes mine. You gave it away. <laughs> what did I do? Brett, who you got? I have whoever made the decision to run the IndyCar against the NASCAR race. I just will not ever understand who, what, when, where, why, how that happened. So what an idiot. I've, I've, unfortunately, I had one picked out. I love my one. But on the way here, I told you about another one. Um, my one guy that I picked out for this week, and it's something we talked about last week, my one idiot for the week was going to be Ryan Reed. For whatever reason, he thought that he should have gotten that 49 truck on Saturday and go 37 laps down just to be out there. I mean, Ryan Reed is a heck of a race car driver. Won multiple races at Daytona. Um, and I like we talked about, like why do decent or good drivers right. come back and do just get in terrible cars or trucks? Uh, so I don't understand that. But then my my new one idiot is whoever's running the NASCAR Roots account that just retweeted earlier this morning that uh, Stafford Speedway is running a weekly program when the biggest news of the offseason was Stafford was leaving NASCAR. So I don't know. I, I, I'm sticking with Ryan Reed, but that was that was a good runner-up for this morning. I got to go. Uh, it's good that you're probably not going to know a lot about it with that. The guy that the second driver or the first driver, I don't know what he is, that, that the Stuart Haas Formula 1 stable that just keeps spinning out by himself that now they're putting – they're labeling things on Google Maps like – his Mazat, Ma- Mazapin. Yeah, he's just like 
he's got things on Google like him has been spin number ones over here, and then over here you got spin like. I guess he's having way, a lot of issues. The way I look at it, like I think that this guy, the way I don't understand a lot about Formula One racing, obviously, but it seems to me like this is one of the guys now that is the my dad's loaded, so he bought me a, a Formula One ride. Like I don't feel like that happens I know nothing a lot about the guy, I don't but know. I'm pretty sure that like Haas was kind of starving for money, and this guy's t- got tons of it. So he's the he's the man now. He's the he's the he's a Formula One driver. He's definitely the man. <laughs> that that was one of the an exciting Formula One race too, though. With Hamilton crashing, he doesn't do that very often. Yeah, I watched most of it. Yeah. More entertaining than Richmond. Yeah, that's for sure. Time for DBC picks. Already? Yes, Brett, you won. Let's go. Joey Logano pick paid off. Now you're catching Freddie. You're only down one. I tell you, man, I knew it was going to be a battle between me and Freddie because Martin was solid in the beginning of that race, and and Joey was up there, and TJ had picked Kyle Busch, who I originally – was gonna pick for last week, so I'm glad TJ picked him first. So we're off to Talladega where anything can happen, and it looks like TJ, TJ. gets to go first. Yeah, I'm... you could just literally put your finger down and hope it's Shush right, up, Casey. That's enough out of you. You don't show up early enough to be able to say these comments. <laughs> I am gonna go with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I. I'm sorry, I'm going to lock you out here, Brett. You cannot take a JTG car because I'm going to take Ryan Priest. Solid picks, boys. I wasn't going to pick either one of those guys. I'm going with somebody that's not even on our sheet to pick from. He's making his Holla. debut how do you in do the that? Cup Series this weekend. He's running the offer pad colors on Saturday, the Dex imaging colors on Sunday. Oh. I'm going with Harrison Burton. Good so how do you pick. pick somebody that's not on the list? Because Jason, Jason doesn't Jason update doesn't, the list. Jason doesn't fix the list One for the entry list. I don't think to put on. But Harrison yes, Burton we'll is in the house. I'm happy for that kid, man. I, maybe we should get him on the show Monday. Ask him what it's like. We'll, we'll uh, I, I still Sunday talk goes. to his dad, Jeff, all the time. Obviously, I've been working with Harrison. we got a photo shoot tomorrow with Harrison. Freddie, if you want to come take some pictures with him. Uh, he's run a ton of races and a ton of cars. I think it's going to be a damn good weekend for him. All right. Well, what can fans look for at Talladega this weekend? Uh, a big one in the three at some yep. point. I'm excited to go back to the track, but I, and this was always my favorite Talladega race is the first race because the second race, we're competing with football, and college football in that area is so big. I mean, you've got Alabama, Auburn, UGA, you know, Knoxville. They're all close to there, so I feel like when we go in the spring, we're the biggest thing there, and, and I'm, I'm excited, man. I don't know where I'm staying. I don't know when I'm leaving, but I think fans can expect what you always get at Talladega, which is a hell of a good time. I've- I are there camping restrictions in place? I'm assuming I don't, so. I don't think I'm sure there's some, probably inside. I'm sure there's. But some no, I mean, last year they know. could have. There was there was you were able to have. Yeah. Campers on Talladega Boulevard. The the teams just couldn't go down there. Um, I'm but, fully vaccinated. Have I mentioned that? Yeah, I mentioned it. I think I'm good. <clears throat> um, I forgot about something I really wanted to rant about. What is and it? it was from Richmond because there wasn't a lot to talk about at Richmond. But TJ, I think, will back me up on this. They butchered the choose cone a couple times in this race, like. One time, not moving penalty cars. Uh, the next time was they went one to go and didn't move the lap cars. We're in the middle of three and four, and there's a ton of lap cars mixed in, and they oh, didn't yeah. move any of us. And like so, now we're trying to get slowed up, but the field's 
we're in the middle. We're running like eighth across the line. They're choosing outside of us. Now we don't get to choose because we're all past the damn choose cone before we're at the back of where we need to be. It's just it's I get it's a learning process, but you cannot make mistakes. Last week they made a they they penalized the twelve in the middle of the choose process. Like, listen, I understand you're gonna make mistakes, but when you do make a mistake, let's just scrap it and try again. Don't try to correct it. And now, like, we're coming to green down the backstretch, and there's a couple lead lap guys that are trapped behind lap, you know, lap down guys. And it was, it was a disaster a we, couple times yesterday. Who was calling race yesterday? Uh, Dusan. Yeah. And there's it play, at Bristol, Martinsville, and Richmond, you have very little time to organize the lineup, especially with penalty cars, things like that. So we've talked about it before, which I don't know if it's going to be the right fix or not, but two to go. All right, guys, we're going two to go this time. If you have a penalty or you're not a, you're not on lead lap, start dropping back. Get the lead lap cars that pitted up behind the ones that didn't pit. Give yourself a complete lap to do that. And I think they were doing a decent like yeah, was, yesterday. They were right. they were they were waving the guys around down the front stretch, and then off of two when they were getting ready to say one to go, or in the middle of one or two, they were, or even a lap before sometimes in the truck race, they were saying, "Okay, you you know this truck, this truck, this truck's a lap down. Start working your way to the bottom. Get to the back." But for whatever reason, I don't know if they were in some kind of rush on some kind of TV window. But they you never said choose. anything to, like they never said anything to the lap cars, and we were all right. Yeah. It was when we had that big wave around when we all got caught in the middle of that yellow flag stop. So now you, everybody's staying out, and Truex had a big gap with a bunch of lap cars in between them. And now we just got into a mess where all the way all the lap down, lead lap guys are at the back because they they pit. And you then, can't choose when there's a line of cars that are half blocking the bottom lane a little bit because yeah. you you don't, you don't know, even know who's picking like you don't know who's don't, choosing. It's uh, yeah you don't you can't you can't choose if you don't have a single line of cars in the correct order. You so can't how do yet. you how do you honestly think that they're comfortable black flagging drivers like they did at Martinsville? When they're not getting the process right, like how you once you get it perfected, and once all the things are in place, I'm fine with you enforcing it. We were texting with Bob Pockers last week, who sent Freddie and I a rule that essentially said if you are impeding the choose process, you can be black flagged. Uh, however, it didn't say black flagged; it says you cannot ch- impede the choose process. But if they're screwing it up that bad at short tracks. You've got to stop the lap count, reset the cars, get everything back right, and fix it. We have enough technology now to do that. Yeah, and I don't listen. It's a, it's going to take you one lap. You don't need to even stop the lap count. Just say, hold on, wait a minute, this isn't right. Single file. Here's your lineup. Get the lap count cars behind us. The last guy in lead lap. All right, you're you're choosing this time. You know, but it's just like they get in a rush sometimes and they forget that it's they. And they've said this, and it drives me insane when they say it. They make it sound like it's just a piece of cake. Like, oh, we just roll up here and choose pick a lane. And it's there's way more time and effort that we put into it. Yeah. That our teams put into it. Um, I've got I get pages of data every week that say you know what this the retention rate on this line at this time when you choose this lane. Um, but you know, so it's it's not as easy as just hey guys get in order and we're going to pick this time. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But like I said, if there's a mistake made or 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 you kind of rush it and, and things get screwed up, let's just let's just bail out. Redo it. Like, I like choosing. I yeah, like how, oh, I like picking your own favorite. And I get it. It's not. It's not. Trust me. I've 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 been in that tower before at short tracks, and I see all the stuff that goes into oh, there's it. So much going on and, there, and it's not easy by any means. But no. when we do make a mistake, let's just don't. Let's just stop. Punt. Let's try again. You know, don't just try to rectify the mistake and, and end up screwing two or three. When guys. you run a track like Martinsville and Richmond and Bristol, we're running almost forty cars at short tracks. 
across America where this where they do this, they have 15, 18 cars. It's easier to do. It's not an issue. But yeah. when you're trying to line, and not to mention, I mean, this is this is the top. Yeah, this is it. This Saturday, is the top. Saturday, they they quickie yellow. They go quickie yellow. So now there's a handful of lead lap guys that pit. Well. They're on pit road. We're coming off of two. They're like, all right, choose this time. So now there's four or five guys that leave pit road on Saturday that are half a track behind everybody. Now they got to get caught up, try to pass half the field that's a lap down, wow. and then choose. It was just and you got guys that have penalties, and they don't. Yeah, they don't lay all the way over. Well, that that or they don't even they don't even start doing it. They hope they forget about it. You know what I mean? So they line up, and then they they catch it right at the end in a turn three. Oh, you got a penalty mover. Well, that moves that whole lane up. That's not fair. You know, if that guy wasn't there, I might have taken his spot. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just, it's just we can still. It's gonna be mistakes, but there, we can there's better ways it. to fix them. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening and to our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Don't forget to tweet us, like, comment, share, tell block. Tell yeah. Brett why you should not be blocked or should be blocked. Oh, I, I don't matter if, if you've been blocked. There ain't no telling me why you shouldn't be blocked. We out. Holla. Have a great week. <laughs> Yeah. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.